All right, Dolce, good morning. Let's begin. I'm sorry we're running off a few minutes late this morning, and we definitely need every uh, every minute. So, so we left off Chav Gimel Amud Beis by the two dots. Haklim etzayif mashav esochol lekodesh, avalo letrumas. Remember again, the Mishnah said that the kli, a utensil, has the ability to combine everything within it for kodesh purposes, not for truma. Remember the case of the Mishnah was that if you have multiple items sitting within one kli, and a tamei person goes ahead and touches one of the items, that when it comes to truma. Only the item that was touched is, is Tameh, as opposed to, again, Kodesh, where if one of the items becomes Tameh, everything else in the utensil becomes Tameh. So that's what I'm going to tackle Mitzari, if the Kli brings them together. Minahani Mili, where do we know this from? Amrav Khan, do Amakra, Kaf Achas, Asara Zahav Nalayakitores. So, also, interestingly enough, the Pasuk says, Kaf Achas, one Kaf literally means over here like a ladle, one ladle made from ten talents of gold, Meliach Kitoras, filled with Kitoras. Filled with Kitoras. So, the Gemara says something very interesting. Aso, Akasav Aso, Lekoma, Shebekaf Achas. So, interestingly enough, Rav Hanin is making a little bit on the play on words of Kaf Achas. So, we, we normally translate Kaf Achas as one ladle. So, Rav Hanin says, no, Kaf Achas means what? Everything that is within the ladle is made into one. Everything within the ladle is combined into one. Master Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana says, so I will say, interestingly enough, according to Rav Hanin, this concept that the Kli goes ahead and combines everything is a din da'oraisa. All right. Master Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana raises a kasha. He says, Hosif, Hosif Rabbi Akiva, Hasolis v'hakitores v'halavona, so Rabbi Kiva added on to this list of things. Solus is fine flour. Kitores means incense. Levona is literally the frankincense. Gicholim are coals. Shinaga tvul yom That if a tzvul will remember a tzvul yom is someone who has gone to the mikvah but has not yet had hair of shemesh. He still needs the sun to go down. Shinaga bahem tzvul yom. Excuse me. Shinaga bahem. Shinaga tzvul yom miktsasa pasolus kulo. That if the tulyom touches one of these things and they're in they're in a utensil, that Lamaisa, when you touch part of it, the entire thing becomes because everything within the utensil becomes tame. But Rabbi, what's the point of here? And yet again, this is a din drabanan. Now, how do we know that? So I'll say the contradiction is going to be, here's what's interesting about this. Everyone is agreeing in principle to the concept, which is that when you have multiple things within one utensil, and it's Kodesh, if a Tameh touches one of them, all of them become Tameh. The Shaila now is, is this a Dindar Araisa, or is this a Dindar Abonan? Rav Hanin learns it out from a Pasuk, and Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara says, he to say it's a Dindar Abonan, to which the Gemara says, Mimai, how do you know that Rabbi Akiva says that it's a Dindar Abonan? Medictani Reisha, because the beginning of the Mishnah says, the beginning of the Braisa says, Heyed Rabbi Shimon ben Mesera al Efer Chatos, because Rabbi Shimon ben Mesera gave testimony about the ashes of the paraduma, that if somebody who's tummy touches part of them, so the halacha is shetime eskulo, that the entire thing is tummy. The katani, and furthermore, it was stated about that, Hosef Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva added on to that. So I will say the fact that it's clear from the beginning of the Mishnah, it's talking about it in the Rabbanon, and then it says what? That Rabbi Akiva added on to it, it indicates that what? That Rabbi Akiva's din is also a din Rabbanon. So, which, so again, so the cash is, which one is it? Is the idea of Nagab and Mitzasa, so Nagab and Mitzasa, Kulo Tameh. 
Kulo Tomei is that a din daraisa or din darabanan? I'm Rish Lakish, Mishum Bar Kafra. So Rish Lakish is saying Bar Kafra. Top of Chavdal, Lo Nitzucha Elo, the Sheyari Mincham. The truth is, the din, Rabbi Akiva's din, was necessary only for what we call Sheyari Mincha. So what the Sheyari Mincha means? Are the leftovers of a mincha offering? So we'll say what what Reish Lakish seems to be suggesting is a little of a compromised position, that there are times when this din is the oraisa, and there are times when this din is the rabbanon. For example, the oraisa tsarich likli haklimet sarfo shein tsarich likli in klimet sarfo. So we'll say listen to this mid the oraisa. If you have a, if you have something that requires a kli, well, so what is what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says the ilu midaraisa tzarech lekli dumio diktoras shebekaf daari bakra kli mitzarfo v'shein lozarech lekli kagon sharei mincha shenachivas kohen enachli mitzarfo. Supposed to listen to this. So Shlakish says like this: If you have something that requires a kli, what does it mean? Something that requires a kli. For example, kitoras. So we'll say you can't choose. The kohen can't choose. You know what? I feel bad for the temple dishwasher. You know what? You know, I, I want to take it easy on him. So I'm going to just bring the katoris in my hand. You can't do that. A katoris needs a kli. As opposed to, let's say, other things, for example, like shiari mincha. Shiari mincha, the leftovers of the mincha, that are the property of the kohen to eat. That doesn't require a kli shari, so a, 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 a temple utensil. So the Gemara says like this, something very interesting. If, if the thing that you're dealing with requires a kli, then what? Then a kli mitzarfo. Then ultimately, again, mid the oraisa, the kli makes all of the parts within the kli into one unit, which means what? Which means that lemaisa, if you touch one of the things, everything becomes tame. However, mid the oraisa, things that do not require a kli, the kli does not combine them. However, the rabbanon the gazru and the rabbis came along and said so the rabbis came along and said mid rabbanon even things that do not require a kli kli mitzarfo. Nevertheless, again mid rabbanon the kli combines them into one unit. So we'll say now we've satisfied everyone. So essentially, again this concept has a, has a chelak has a part of it that's daraiso and has a part of it that's rabbanon. When this sub when the item in question requires a kli, then the kli combines everything mid daraisa. But mid rabbanon, the rabbis were goes so that even if the item does not, even the subject does not need a kli, the material does not need a kli, the kli is mitzar from mid rabbanon. Okay, tenach solas ketora tenach solas. So I understand the case of fine flour. However, again, ketores ulavona ma'ikalamimar. What is there to say ultimately again by Ketores and Levona? Rash is my Ikalamimar. Harit Srikh and Lakli. These items require a Kli Midaraisa. Amrad Nachman Arabaravua Kigon. So I mean, when would you ever have a case? When would you ever have a case of Ketores and Levona? That's Dirabanam. See, because what the Yemar is pointing out over here is if you look at Rabbi Akiva's Lashon, if you look at the Lashon of our Mishnah, our Mishnah doesn't seem to be mechalik between Dirais and Dirabanam. So let's assume everything's Dirabanam. So where would you ever have a case of Ketoris and Levona where this concept applies mid Dirabanam? If Lamais, again, they require a Klimidaris. I'm Rabbi Baravua, listen to this, it's actually interesting. Kigon, Shetzavran Agabe Kartablo. Right, that if you go ahead and you spread it out on top of a kartabla. What is a kartabla? She says, or shaluk. Shaluk literally means boiled, boiled leather. What it means is you spread it out on top of a of a leather of a leather mat. Daraisa yesh lo toch mitzarif mitzarif. Ain lo toch ino mitzarif. Well, this is actually very interesting because midaraisa. What type of kli? What type of utensil has the ability to combine the contents? Only kli that has a toch. What's a toch? 
a base kibble, a receptacle, but a cleave that does not have a toch, that does not have a receptacle, is not able to combine them. Switch as well as taking even a step further. There are opinions that hold the midaraisa, something that doesn't have a base kibble or receptacle isn't even called a kli midaraisa. All right, and the rabbis came along and they legislated that even if you have a utensil that does not have a toch, that does not have a receptacle, nevertheless, midaravanon, what? It still combines everything that is on top of it into one entity. And Rav Hanin argues on Rav Chiyabar Abba. Why don't Rav Chiyabar Abba Amr Rabbi Yochanan Meidusa Shabi Akiva Nishnas Mishnah Zu? Because we also listen to this. Because Rav Chiyabar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that based on the testimony of Rabbi Akiva was our Mishnah written. I also remember again what did Rabbi Akiva say. Rabbi Akiva is the one who said that this whole din of Aklim Mitzarfo is what is a din dirabanan. And here you have Rav Chia. But I was saying that our Mishnah is based on Rabbi Akiva, which indicates that, well, that our Mishnah is also in the Rabbanon. Marjus points out that argues on Rav Chanin, because Rav Chanin holds that what? That the Iker Din of Kli Mitzarfo is a Din Da'oraisa. Okay, so we end off with the Machlokes about whether or not the Din Da'oraisa is Mitzarfo, of Kli Mitzarfo is a Din Da'oraisa or a Dirabanon. But the truth is the Gemara also gives us a compromised position, telling us that whenever the subject and matter requires a Kli, then Kli Mitzarfo and Da'oraisa. When it doesn't require a Kli, then it's Kli Mitzarfo, Good. How did he be Kodesh Pasa? Remember again, the next thing in the Mishnah was that I will say with Kodesh, even a Raviz Pasa. Remember again, normally Toma ends at what we'll call the Shlishi level. So remember again, you have you have an Avatoma, the something touches the Avatoma becomes a Rishon. Rishon could communicate Toma to make something else a Shani. Shani could communicate something else to a Shlishi. But when you become a Shlishi, Rabosai, you don't have the ability to go ahead and communicate any subsequent Toma. You're just simply what's called Puzzle. You're Puzzle. Except when it comes to Kodesh, the Mishnah says. When it comes to sacrificial items, so it could even become a Revi. Which Rabosai, remember, when we started this whole parak. We spoke about the idea that the greater the intensity of Kiddusha, so the more receptive the item is to Tumah. So therefore, again, Kodesh, which is of a higher level than anything else, by definition, could even become a Ravi. Says the Gemaratanya, I'm Rabbi Yossi, Minayin the Ravi, Kodesh, Shupasal. How do we know that if you have a Ravi by Kodesh, that it's possible? I'll say, Pasal means that it itself becomes unfit, but yet again, it does not communicate Tumah to anything else. So the Gemara says, Vidinhu, I'll tell you why it's a Kavachomer. What's the Kavach Homer? Uma Mechusr Kippurim, Shemoter Betruma, Pasal B'Kodesh. Who's the Mechusr Kippurim? Mechusr Kippurim is someone who has gone to the mikvah, has experienced hair of Shemesh. The sun has already gone down, but what? His particular type of Tumor requires Karbanos, and he has not yet brought this Karbanos. This could be like a Zav, a Metzora. So I went to the mikvah, the sun went down, just haven't brought my Karbanos. So the Mar says, Mechusr Kippurim, is Mutter B'Truma, he's permitted to eat Truma, but he is prohibited by in Kodesh. Shlishi, then all the more so a Shlishi. Shepasal B'Truma. So I will say a Shlishi, ultimately again, who is not permitted to eat Truma, Eino Din Shia'asa Kodesh, should it not go without saying that he has the ability to communicate Tuma to Kodesh and therefore make it a Revi. Therefore, it turns out that we don't have the concept that Kodesh could become a Shlishi Midar and Revi'i from a Kavachomer. So, also, the Kavachomer is what we just stated. Shlishi Kodesh Minatora Minayin. How do we know that, again, that there's a concept of Shlishi by Kodesh Minatora? It's actually an interesting Kavachomer. Dixiv Vahabasar Asher Yiga Bechol 
because the Pasuk says that the meat that will go ahead and come in contact with anything that is tummy, lo ye achel, it shall not be eaten. And I will say, interestingly enough, the Gemara says, milo askinon dinaga b'sheni, are we not talking about where the meat came in contact with the sheni? The Ka'amarachmona lo yochal, lo yachal, and yet the Pasuk says that it shall not be eaten. Why not? What do you see from there? From there you see that Lamaisa Shani can make something else into a shlishi. And I will say, how does the Gemara know that Vahabasar Shehiga Bechol Tame? How do you know that Bechol Tame refers to a Shani? So Rashi actually points this out. It's very interesting. Rashi says that because when the, the wording of the Pasuk is, says, Vahabasar Shehiga Bechol Tame. So Bechol Tame means anything that is Tumah. So the way interest of the Gemara chooses to interpret that Pasuk is the most basic, like weakest form of Tumah. What's the weakest form of Tumah we know before this Pasuk? It's a Shani. And yet the Pasuk is telling us that even if the meat comes in contact with the Shani, the weakest form of Tumah, it's also Tami, which tells us what? That a Shani has the ability to make something a Shlishi. Very interesting drasha. So therefore the Gemara says, Revi v'kav chomer hada amran. And about the fact that by Kodesh, a Shlishi can make something into a Revi'i that we learned from a Kav That's what we just said before. That was the Kav from the Chusr Kippurim. So therefore, we learn out again that a, that a Shani could make something into a Shlishi. We learn that from the Pasuk. And that a Shlishi can make something into a Revi'i that we learned from the Kav HaChomer. Ubechuma im nitmes. We'll say again, this was another very interesting case. So if you remember again, the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said, Ubechuma im nitmes achas miyadav. Right by truma, if one of your hands became tame, the other hand is tahor. Ubekodesh, right? But by kodesh again, apparently, if one of your hands becomes tame, then lemaisa again both become tame. Shayad metame as chaverta bekodesh avalo betruma. Fine, says the Gemara. Ubetruma amar amar of shizbi bichiburin shano. This is only talking about what. Where the two hands are touching each other. Look at Rashi. Bichiburun Shanu. Masnisin diktani yad metame es to the Kodesh. When the Mishnah said that one hand could be metame, another hand by Kodesh. Well, said, remember, when we say one hand could be metame, one another hand, these are my two hands. Right? So my left hand is tame, my right hand is not. So the Mishnah said that by Truma, again, just because my left hand is tame, my right hand remains tar. But yet by Kodesh, if my left hand is tame, my right hand becomes tamar. Rav Shizvi comes along and says, one second, you have to qualify this statement. Now back to Rashi. Mas nisin diktani yad metame es chaverta, le kodesh kigon, shebaot shayad hatmea no gas le tohora, haisa hatohora no gas pa kodesh. The gazir abanan dilma asi le minga tmea pa kodesh. Well, says that's very interesting. So, what's the case over here? The case is where. Where that where, while I'm touching the let's say the kodesh item with my right hand, my tahar hand, my left hand, my tummy hand is touching my tahar hand. So again, wh- remember when do we say that one hand is metame, another hand by kodesh? That's only when my hand is my tahar hand is on the kodesh and my tummy hand is touching my tahar hand. That's when we say that by kodesh, my tummy hand transmits too much to my tahar hand. Why? What's the concern? Because now this makes a little bit more sense. Now, what's the concern? The concern is that I'm one touch away from touching the Kodesh itself. Therefore, again, that's the case where the tummy hand transmits too much to the tahar hand. However, again, back to the Gemara, 
But if my tummy hand is not touching my tower hand, at the time that my tower hand is touching the Kodesh, then what? Then Lemaisa again low. Then it does not communicate Tuma to the Tahar hand. Look at Rashi. Uh, if my tummy hand only touches my Tahar hand, after my Tahar hand is removed from the Kodesh, remember again, so just uh, for prop purposes, that this is my Kodesh, right? This is my Kodesh. So again, when, when do we say that for Kodesh purposes, my tummy hand goes in as Matame, my Tahar hand? If my Tahar hand is on the Kodesh and my tummy hand is touching my Tahar hand, then I'm able to communicate Tuma to the Kodesh. But if I have my tummy and my tar hand, and I touch my tummy hand, I, we hold hands, and then afterwards I go ahead and I pick up the Kodesh, that does not communicate Tuma to the Kodesh. Says the Gemara, Eisvei, Abai, Sabai raised the Kasha, Yad Neguva Metame Chaver Talatame Kodesh, Avalolu Tshuma Divei Rebbe. So what the Bryce says that a dry hand has the ability to communicate Tuma to its friend in order to transmit Tuma to Kodesh, but not for Truma purposes. These are the words of Rebbe. Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Hudom, Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe says, Lifsol avalolatami. No, it's not true. A dry hand could communicate Tuma for, for psul purposes, but cannot actually go ahead and render something. Tommy Rash says over here, Yad Neguva. Even though, again, the hand is that normally to transmit tuma, you need some type of liquid medium to make something but that doesn't apply over here. So we'll say, if you tell me over here that this price is talk, not talking about a case of where what the tummy hand was touching the tara hand, then I understand because that's the chiddush over here. The chiddush over here is that even if the hands are not touching, and they're dry, they have the ability to go ahead and communicate Tuma in some way. In some way. However, again, Allah i Amrit Bihiburin in Shalobihiburin Lo, Myra Busa But if you tell me that this is still talking about over here what? Still talking about if the hands are touching, but if they're not touching, there's no communication of Tuma, then why do we even have to bring up this idea that the hand is dry? It's Marnami Reshlakish. Similarly again, Reshlakish said, Lo Shano Elayado. We'll say, we only said what? We only said this is talking about one's own hand. Aval, I'm a base. Aval, yad chaveiro lo. We'll say, it's another very interesting halacha. When do we say that it, this is now who is talking over here? This is Rish Lakish. When do we say that one hand is able to communicate tumma to the other hand? That's only when my hands. But if my friend's tame hand touches my hand, then what? Then Lamaisa says, Rish Lakish, that does not go ahead and communicate, that does not communicate Tuma. Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan said, Echad yado ve'echad yad chaveiro ba'osahayad lifsal. Interestingly enough, Rabbi Yochan, however, on the other hand, says, no, it's not true, whether it's my hand or it's my friend's hand. One Tameh hand has the ability to communicate Tuma to a second Tameh hand. However, again, it only gives that second Tameh hand the ability for Psul, Avalo Litame, but not to go ahead and but not to go ahead and transmit Tuma. Look at Rashi for just a moment. But Osayad, so we'll say, so this is very interesting. So the fund, another, another fundamental machluk in Ryochan Rish Lakish, namely, that is this din of one hand being metame another hand, is this just a din on my own hands? Or is this a din even in what? 
even in my friend's hand. So Reish Lakish says again, it's only a din in my hand. Rabbi Yochanan holds it's even a din in what? Even a din in my friend's hand. I will say, again, remember, just to be clear, everyone's agreeing, however, that this is all rabbinic tumah. Obviously, not too many tumah, so all rabbinic tumah. So the Gemara says, Mimai, from where do we know this? Meditoni Seifam, because if you look at the end of the Mishnah, Shayad Metame Chaverta Lakodesh. Because what did the Seifa say? That one hand has the ability to transmit Tumah to its friend for Kodesh and not for Truma purposes. But why do I need this? Why do I need this case? It was already stated in the Reisha. Rashi says, Remember again, earlier on in the Mishnah, it already said that Lamaisa, for Kodesh purposes, you immerse both hands, which indicates what? Which indicates that Lamaisa, one hand could transmit Tumah to the other. To which the Gemara says, Oh, but rather it must mean what? That second, that second statement in the Mishnah must be coming to include even the hand of my friend. That even the hand of my friend has the ability to communicate Tumah to my own. And even Reish Lakish ultimately retracted his earlier position. The Amrab meaning also remember Reish Lakish was the one who said that my friend's hand cannot transmit too much to my own. So even Reish Lakish went ahead and retracted this position. The Amrab Yona, Amrab Ami, Amr Reish Lakish, Echad Yado, the Echad Yad Chavera, Baosahayad Lifso, Avalolutame. So the Gemara says, even Reish Lakish said that whether it's my Tame hand, or my friend's tame hand, if that tame hand touches the other hand, the tar hand, it has the ability to transmit tumah. However, again, that tumah is limited in that it makes the other hand, I mean, the other hand could, is possible, but itself cannot transmit any subsequent tumah. So the Gemara says, um, I'm sorry, this idea, this idea that it becomes possible, but can't transmit any additional tumah, is in and of itself imachlokis tanoim. This none, because we learned kolaposel betruma mitame yadaim liyoshnios. We'll say anything that invalidates by truma has the ability to go ahead and be mitame yadaim to make them into shnios, to make them into second tier, to make them into second tier tuma. Viyad mitame chaverto. And similarly, again, one hand has the ability to transmit tuma to its friend. Divrei mm-hmm. Bishu. These words are Rabbi Yeshua. Vecham the chum say yadaim shniosim. Yadaim are automatically shnios. Ve'ain sheni osis sheni bechulin. And one sheni cannot go ahead and do a lateral transmission of tuma. Make something else into a sheni. My love sheni who dilo avid harshlishi avid. So when we say that hands can't hands that are sheni can't make something else into a shini. Does that not mean that they can't make it into a shini, but what? They can make it into a shlishi. So the shlishi says, maybe not. Dilma, lo shini of it, velo shlishi. No, perhaps it means that they can't go ahead and make it into a shini or shlishi, which also is another way of saying that the hands themselves become puzzle, but not necessarily tome. Ela ki hani tanoi. Rather, it's like this machlokis, this sanya. Yad neguva matame es chaver tlatame bakodesh avalo l'truma. So let's say, because we learned that what? A dried hand has the ability to metame its friend for Kodesh purposes, to go to be metame by Kodesh, but not for Truma. Div Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda. Excuse me, Div Rabbi. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Omer, Ose Yad Lifsol, Avalo Latame. And also on the other hand, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda holds that no, that hand can become possible, but cannot transmit Tuma. So I'll say fundamental machlokis tanoim, everyone's going to agree that one hand can be metame another, midirabanon, but the shayla is what? The shayla is what a level of Tumut actually conveys. Rebbe, Rebbe Lemais is saying that it can actually. 
actually go ahead and make a hand into a shlishi. And then Rabbi Yosef Yehuda is saying that Lamaisa, no, it really doesn't make it tummy, it just simply makes it possible. Okay. It's the second hand, correct, correct. The first hand itself is the hand that came in contact with the actual Tumah. We're talking now the transmission from the Tumah hand to the Tar hand, correct. Ochlim, ochlin, ochlin, nigruvim biyadai misuavos. Remember the Mishnah said that you can go ahead and literally eat food. You can eat, go ahead and eat food with miyadai misuavos literally means dirty hands. Dirty hands. So remember, again, the context. The context is Ochlim Ochlim Nuguvim Biadamisu Avos, Bitchuma Ahana, this wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Ochlim Ochlim Nuguvim Biadamisu Avos, Bitchuma Valobakos. You could eat, you could eat foods. Ah, oh, thank you. You can go ahead and you could eat an old one. <laughs> you can go ahead, thank you. Actually. You can go ahead and you could eat foods that are dry with dirty hands, which means, again, hands that had, came in contact with Tuma for Chuma purposes, but not for Kodesh. Says the Gemara. Tanya said, again, this idea that somehow if the hands are dry, that there's no liquid medium, it would prevent the transmission of Tumah. Is that really true by Kodesh? After all, Vahalo Chibas HaKodesh Machshirasan. Well, it says, actually, interesting. Chibas HaKodesh means the love of Kodesh makes them receptive to Tumah. What does it mean about saying that sometimes what the Gemara is suggesting here is that something could be so holy in nature that it's incredible holiness makes it receptive to Tumah even without a liquid medium. So does not the fact that Kodesh is of such great sanctity by definition allow the hands to become Tameh? Or I should say, allow the transmission of Tumah. See, what's like, let me be clear. What the Gemara is talking about over here is that Lemaisa, you might have thought that if my hands are dry, they pretty much can't transmit Tumah, to, or if the food is dry, they can't tra- my hands can't transmit Tumah to, to the food. To which the Gemara says, but is that really true? At the end of the day, Kodesh is so sensitive that even with dry hands, Lemaisa, Tumah should be transmitted. To which the Gemara says, listen to this. Lo Tzricha, what's the case? Okay, it's actually interesting. What's the case, Rabbi say where my friend put the Kodesh into my mouth, meaning I'm not touching the Kodesh. Right? He puts the Kodesh right into my mouth. Oh, Or what happens, or is perhaps a more simpler case is where I went ahead and I have I put a toothpick into the Kodesh and I'm going, it's a, it's a Kodesh, you know, a Frank in a blanket, right? I went ahead, I went ahead and I, uh, you know, I put the toothpick in there and I ate it and I'm eating it. So what's the chap of the toothpick? The chap of the toothpick is I am avoiding direct contact with the Kodesh itself. However, listen to this. But what do I want to do? I want to go ahead and eat. Uh, it's known as uh, it's known as an onion, or as garlic, or or a, a radish. Excuse me, a radish or or an onion of chulin with them. So we'll say I want to go ahead and eat something. I want to eat something chulin together with the kodesh. So the gemara says the kodesh Let's listen to this. So the concern is like this. The concern is that lemaisa lemaisa. My hand is tummy. My hand is tummy. But okay, not a problem. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to avoid Tumah for Kodesh purposes. We'll say thank you very much. I'm going to go ahead and, thank you, I'm going to go ahead and avoid Kodesh, I'm going to avoid Kodesh issues how? I'm not going to touch the Kodesh. But it happens to me, I want to eat the Kodesh together with what? Together with Chulin. So Chazal said like this, now Rabbi Moshe, my hand is tummy. So, so, the, so the Gemara said like this, when it comes to Truma, that's no problem. That's not a problem at all because again, as long as your hands are dry, not a problem. However, with Kodesh, 
even if you are not touching the Kodesh itself, but you're eating, but you are handling the Chulin, we're concerned that what? That in the, as a process of handling the Chulin, you may come to go ahead and handle the Truma as well, and be, excuse me, the Kodesh as well, and be Matami the Kodesh. That's why, again, if one's hands are Tame, one is not permitted to go ahead and eat Kodesh, even if what? Even if Lamaisa, one is not going to handle the Kodesh directly. I will we'll stop over here. We'll mamash pick up right here, right here tomorrow, Mir I would clear how get Thank you, Rashi. Thank you. Regular uh five five forty five. Six twenty, six twenty five. Same for the same time tomorrow. Correct. Correct. He says because the, the Kli becomes a Rishon. So how do you know? And there's like, let's say the contents of the Kli were all the way at the top. So I assume the Kli becomes a Rishon because it's in the Taich. What if it never hits the Taich? It just hits the... Outside. Hits the what's in it. Or the and contents of the Kli. And let's say you have stuff at, all the way at the top. So if you're Metame Ochlin... If you're metamid the ochlin in the kli, yeah, I guess that transmits tumah to the kli. Meaning ochlin have the ability to transmit tumah to kli. How do we know that the that the right? How do you know? In other words, maybe you could say it's only saying where. How do you know the concept that if a kli is a rishon, what, what's inside of it is a shani? What made the rishon, what made the keli into, in other words, you're saying, what kind of keli, you're saying it could be a case like a metal keli? Could a kli matechas, where the tumma touches the outside, kli becomes a rishon, automatically renders everything inside a shani. Because your kasha would be in a kli charas. Yeah, but I'm saying in order to make it a, a shani, don't you or to say that it's necessarily talking about a shani? You have to understand that that needs to be the case. Or otherwise, you say why? Because you're asking if, if it touched. Could be saying just a risha. If it again, because you're saying maybe it's a case of where the tuma touched the food itself that's in the kli, but lamdafka touched the kli. Right, or maybe the maybe the food is piled up. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what that look is in that case. If it goes in and touches the food on the inside, it doesn't touch the keli. Because the keli is mitzarif, presumably. Yeah, but that's but n- that's not even a case. Mitzarif is a different case. Mitzarif is. But I'm saying, whenever that you could find a case where what's in it, because that's what it's saying. That whatever's in it is tummy. I'm saying you could find. I would think you could find a case where what's in it is tummy is a, is a rishon only. In which case, how do you know that the Torah has a case where it says mitzashini? Right, right. Well, I think what the Gemara is talking about. I think the reason why Rashi chooses that case is because they're looking for like the lowest possible level of biblically mandated Torah. Right. Which is this case, not the case you're describing. But or, you can't assume that the Pasuk, that the Torah creates a Shani if, if it emerges from this Pasuk. How do you know? Because it's a Chiddush to say that the Torah is saying a Shani. You have to know that. So in other words, if you could find a case where it's not a Shani, yeah. then you could say maybe the Torah only takes it to a Rishon level. 
I'm not following you. So it's just yeah. I'm gonna look at this again. Okay, so we just established what is the what is the lowest possible form of tumor you could create? And I think the lowest possible form of tumor that you could create based on what we know is the case of let's say where the tumor is no gay on the outside You're and then it's going to have the inside. That is correct. That is correct. I think. But the, I guess, but the, we're saying it's not by definition does have a shiny. I guess I don't know how you know it's from that And despite that, you you do it, right? Because then there's that saying, we don't care about Arab Shemesh. But if they say, we don't believe in the Drabanan, so to prove that you created a Drabanan Dika Arab Shemesh, and then you did it anyway, so the whole thing's a Drabanan. Well, they hold that uh, they hold that Tavul Yom can't do Paradua. Right. So why do you want to create a case that their maskim is coming, and then do it anyway? But in order to, to say why that, you want to dispute the very point that they're fixating me, I don't mind. They're saying that uh, that that that, that Bullion Bullion can't, can't do it. Can't do it, right? So what you would want to do is you want to take away from them is to create a case where where it is the full yarn that they where it's a, where it's a that goes back in time, right? That meaning that would be more fair. Yeah. And then do it anyway. Yeah, but that's not the halacha. What? You mean make him a tool yom and a tool that I saw? Yeah, and because then it's a, it proves something because it still can say, see, even your mask is a tool yom and yeah, the right. What was the tumah of the? Because it said they made it as if it's the second after the second hazaya of the seventh day. Seventh day. So they're creating a, a drabanan dikkud zera of tuma. So what what does that prove about 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 the? Um, and are this still oh, I see, I see you created you created a tuma and then you did it anyway. So what do I care? That's not a tuma derai. So you didn't. So in the case where you say you're you're you touching with a with a sheriff, I think I think the Gemara and Yuma discussed that. I think that we had that discussion I already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we discussed I that. I, I think we discussed that because I think I think Yuma spoke about that idea, and I think 
that the Gemara just discussed was this idea so as not to totally establish paragrima. That's the purpose to go ahead. I have to look that up. Correct. So I think I think the I'm gonna look up the Gemara. I believe that the Gemara has that discussion. It's hard to catch up once you start with them.